Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is your cup of joe after hours uh, where we uh, uh, were closed, but there's some people still hanging around. And uh, uh, during their conversations, we kind of peek in uh, uh, to see what they're talking about. You know, this time it's just me (laughs) talking, uh, conversing, I guess, with myself or with you all uh, about a specific topic. Um, uh, So let me start off with a story. my dad and my mom were divorced, so I was raised uh, for a portion of my life, a good bit of my life, pretty much all of it, uh, without a father. And um, uh, he came in our life about uh, my 11th, 12th grade uh, year or so, around the time that I was um, 15, 16, right? Uh, but to cut across the path, uh, he was trying to make it work and, uh, you know, and like any son, I revered and respect my dad, although he was not in my life. It was, I was just happy to have him there to say, hey, um, this is my dad, y'all. And I, you know, I was proud to see him in the morning when I got on the bus. I could say goodbye, dad, and all of that stuff, man. It was just, you know, it was great. Well, one time, and I got to, uh, I got to tell the story here. Um, you know, I chalked this up to him not being rude not not uh being uh, uh used to a family um if you understand my uh and my my uh uh my dad first of all my dad has passed uh but before that his mother my grandmother uh had passed now uh before she passed she was an incredible cook she could cook and bake her one of her specialty specialties was caramel cake and man it was uh, awesome. Well, um, I don't know what she did it for. I don't know why she did it, but she made one and said it was for him. Um, and, um, he brought the cake in the house. Now we're still, we didn't grow up with much. And so you bring it around three teenagers, two of whom are boys. One was, uh, going to be six feet. You know, I was five, eight. I did. I stopped growing. And, uh, Anyway, you know, you don't do that. You bring it around us, boom, it's gone. And so um, me and my brother, he said, that cake is mine and don't nobody touch it. And we're like, excuse me? And, you know, we just took it as kind of a, a joke because in, in my house, uh, now, when I say something's mine, it's really not mine. Y'all dads, y'all help me out. It's really not ours. Uh, if my son can wear it, if my son or, if my son or daughter can eat it, uh, if they like it, and they eat it, I'm not going to say no. Uh, but uh, I chalk it up to his ignorance in that area. And he said, that's mine. And so uh, he went fireball. He had a fit on us about caramel cake. Now, let me put time out. My grandmother's caramel cake was worth uh going off about you hear me and if you family and you watching this you know that her caramel cake was oh my gosh it was the best <laughs> but back to the story um um man he went in on us i mean he called us greedy and 
grateful and all of that. And so I was done and I went in on him. I talked about the times he didn't uh, show up when he was supposed to. I talked about, uh, uh, I know you didn't buy that bike for me when they said that you, you, you bought that bike. I know my grandmother brought that, bought that bike for me. I mean, I went to every story uh, and, and, you know, in my rage and in my anger, me and my brother were going in on him. He was coming at us and mind you, the neighbors could hear this and man, um, you know, to be transparent, man, I said some things that were not favorable. I, I, some things I don't want to repeat here. Uh, some profanity. Yes. Uh, I cussed him out, but then I cursed him. I, I wouldn't say I cursed him, but I demeaned him, man. And man, I called him no good. I called him lazy. I said, that's why you are who you are now. Uh, you ain't ever be nothing. You ain't never be trustworthy. You ain't ever be faithful. I remember it like yesterday. I said, that's what you're going to always be selfish. You're going to always be uh, good for nothing you know and my, my my dad had this beautiful dark skin but i picked on it i said you you, you crusty black you shiftless lazy oh my gosh y'all i i i mean i went in uh and you know and and, and what i remember is not him coming back at me not a big you know the th and the things that I was saying, even my brother had to look and my sister had to and say, stop and had to pull me back. You know, now, mind you, my dad was a he was about five, five, but he was huge and it was all muscles. Like he had a little gut, but them arms, them legs were muscle. He could have he could have could have told me from ear to ear. He could have ripped me a new one. He could have beat me down. There would be no Joseph Moore. Uh, today, Joe Joseph Moore III, uh, because he would have beat me down. And, but I went in, I mean, I was looking for a fight. And I told him I was looking for a fight. I told him, Steph, you know, if he bad enough and bold enough, Steph, yeah, I ate your cake and I'll eat again, man, y'all. And here's what I remember that now tears my heart apart is he there was not anger in his face. There was a look of, of almost tears, you know, and I thought about it. Your, 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 your oldest son, your namesake, the one who looks like you, the one uh, 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 who acts like you mannerisms, just denigrated. Now, as a older man, understand, man, that I, I just, I I disrespected the dignity and the character of another man. Let's take the take the dad and the son off the table. Disrespected the dignity and the character of another man. And I tore him down to nothing. And it was almost a breach that I could not repair. And you know. And that's all I remember seeing of him almost to tears and him just walking away. And, and you know, it was so bad that the dad from across the, uh, from across the street 
heard us and heard some of the things I was saying and said, you know, I know he wasn't there and, and I know, you know, but that's still your dad. That's no way to talk to your dad. And, you know, I just said, yes, sir, and moved on. And I moment to myself, I don't care, you know. Why did I not care? Here's what I wanted to get to is the topic I want to talk about is no rest for the weary is this is is dealing with anger i have so much pent up anger that i released it uh like a irreparable dam and you know what people some people say that if you release it um you know it doesn't matter it it, it you know you'll get the anger out. i beg to differ I'm not a I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, but I believe that there's a healthy way to release anger, and there's an unhealthy way, and that was an unhealthy way, because I attached that to me, I attached that to you know I'm a spiritual person, I attached it to my soul, and that anger was sitting there, and I did not want to look at him uh, for a while, you know, and it took like I said I'm a spiritual person, it took going to uh, a a, a college young adult shut-in, lock-in, where uh, I had to cry out all those emotions of anger because it was there from the days that summers that he didn't pick me up to the times he didn't get me what I was supposed to. Let me tell you, y'all, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Do you know why I'm a Detroit Lions fan? Uh, I used to be a Bears fan. Man, I love sweetness. Walter Payton, Gail Sayers. I mean, I wasn't born when he was, you know, but I did the history on because I love because my dad stayed in Chicago, uh, and I loved it. But I attached that that really hatred for him to Chicago, and I don't like the Bears. I didn't like the Bears at all. So I grew to love Detroit because of Barry Sanders and things like that. Um, but all that emotion was pent up, and I did not release it healthy. Uh, it wasn't a healthy release, and so I had to live with that anger for a while um, i had to live with the fact that i uh desecrated uh not desecrated denigrated uh my dad you know um i shouldn't have done that i don't care how uh i felt and how uh, hurt i was i should not have done that shouldn't have uh torn him down like that it did nothing but create a place of anger in me. Uh, it created a place. Now I'm at a. I was at a place. I'm not. I'm not at that place now. But I was at a place. I'm speaking like I'm back there. And now I'm walking around at a place that anybody tries me. Uh, anybody. Anybody can get it uh, because I felt rejected, and so that was rejection speaking. You know, that was uh, the little boy speaking from uh, being being uh, feeling rejected at that time. And how do you deal with that? Because there's a lot of young men, uh, particularly young black men. And scratch that, there are young men that's going around that have their fathers in their life or don't have their father. Or, but for some reason, they have this anger and it's no rest. It's it's like a desert with where you're trying to find water and you're you it, 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 
it's it's a quenching of, of it's a it's a it's, it's it's affecting your mental. It is becoming who you are. You becoming this mean person. A lot of times, a mean spirited person is not is mean because they're guarding something. And I wasn't mean spirited, man. I was I joked and played a lot. And I'm gonna tell you, I joked and played a lot because it was the grace of God. I say that. And for those who are spiritual, hey, it is what it is. But it was the grace of God because, you know, I was likable. Uh, everybody loved me. I got along with everyone. But, you know, there were days that I woke up like, I want somebody to try me. And I was a little dude. I had muscles and stuff, but still, 150, 60-some pounds, I would have got ripped to shreds, you know. But I still cared around this anger. Uh, and sometimes I took it out on my mom. Sometimes I talked to her up and man, I got whooping for that. I did. I did. She didn't take that now. She did not take that. She got, she still got me good. We believed in corporal punishment in our house and she got me, but there was still this anger that, uh, I needed what, uh, we call in the church world deliverance from. I needed a release for all of those of that little boy. I couldn't grow up to be a man because I need a release from that little boy. And so I got that release from that little boy where, man, um, I went to him and apologized. Um, and that apology, we hugged. My dad didn't show emotions. <laughs> and he liked me, or I'm like him. It, it, I rarely do. Now, when I'm in a good praise and worship moment at church, I will. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I, I'm not a very emotional person. Um, but, you know, uh, he gave me a hug. And I remember we had a church service the next week. We brought our choir down, our college choir, uh, to my small town of Louisville, Mississippi. Uh, and uh, they made a, a, a call for those who needed prayer and who needed uh, salvation. Um, and my dad came down. And ever since then, man, ever since that moment, my, uh, you know, we all hugged him. My sister, myself, my brother, because they were there that night. And we hugged him. And, you know, we told him we loved him. told him we prayed for him. Now, he still had his issues. <laughs> One of the things, man, I tell you, and this is not about my dad, but um, <laughs> he had money issues. So if I asked him, like, I need to borrow, if I needed to borrow 100, I had to say I had to borrow 150 because he's not going to give you all, all, of, all the money uh, in, his, in, his, in his pocket. So he had to say, hey, 100 is all I got. I learned it because I was saying, well, I need to borrow 100. He said, man, all I got is 60 or 70. But knowing he had a hundred and he was good to go with it. Um, but our relationship got better. Yeah, I hate that he 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 left uh, suddenly and so soon and still young. He was he's been gone for how about four, 13, 14 years now. Uh, but uh, that anger that I had was was kept left me restless. It invited fear. Sometimes I was scared to go to sleep at 17, 18, 19. Sometimes I needed a, a nightlight. 
because uh, it invited fear as well. Uh, uh, it, and I and I believe that a lot of people deal with that. Um, is that anger invites fear, and the thing about anger is, is you must watch it, watch what you have in your heart. So you're angry because somebody stepped on your shoes. It it it, it rarely got anything to do with uh, stepping on your shoes. It rarely has anything to do with that. So you're taking out a gun uh, to take somebody's life because they stepped on your shoes, or they took your girl or or, or something of that nature. She wasn't yours, bro. <laughs> if she can be taken like that, so you're using anger as a to take a life, and that anger is still with you. That doesn't release. That's not a healthy release. Taking someone's life, that's not a healthy release. Beating somebody to a pulp, that's not a healthy release. You gotta, you need to know how to manage your anger. You need to know how to, when to use it, when to emote. Uh, I get angry yet yeah, to protect the ones that I love, yes. Uh, but there's sometimes I need to sit back and say, you know what, it's not worth it. You know, I had an incident one time where a guy challenged me and you know, he kind of talked about my family and my family had to say, because yes, yes, let me be let me go here. You know, I was gonna get the gun <laughs> and say, okay, let's let's bro, you know where I am. And you know, and I'm thinking that's gonna try. And so I had to sit back and manage it like uh some guy got a little soft, and I look I look soft. Because he called me all kinds of names, called my family all kinds of names. And my wife had to say, Look, we need you here. And this is not, this going to end with somebody dying. And that showed that I, because if it was the little boy Joseph, I would not be here because somebody was, somebody was going to get it. But the man Joseph, the man Joseph who had, who did not, who, didn't let anger control him, said, you know, it's not even worth it. And you need to find a place and, and realize, hey, I got anger issues. I'm not just mean. I'm mean because I'm guarded. I'm guarding. What are you guarding? I, I, listen, I, I'm not mean. I, I know people talk about me. I know people do this. This is part of life. But it, it doesn't take my joy and happiness. It does not uh, do anything uh, to take bread or food from my time. That's them. They're miserable. I, I, ain't got, I, I, I don't have time for miserable people. And you're not going to make me miserable because you're miserable. So, yes, you can think you're getting away by whatever type of slick stuff you say and all that. But guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, slick stuff is slick stuff. At the end of the day, uh, if I'm getting money, <laughs> if I'm happy with my family, I can move you to somewhere else and you you won't have to deal with it. You can find somebody else to say slick stuff to. And that's why I would do that in a minute. Smile and talk to someone and not care about them at the same time. Um, so it's about where you place that anger. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to emote? angry, be 
guarded and mean all the time. Know when it's you know when you say know when you're not at a, a healthy place. Uh, know when you're saying like, hey, I need to, I need to talk to someone. I need help. And when you get that help, and when you are talking to someone, listen, you get in therapy, it's not a band-aid. We said that in one uh, episode. It is there for you to get help. Use that therapy. When you get in prayer, be honest with your with the priest, the pastor, the preacher. Be honest in that area. To say, if you believe in God, to say, God, I need you to help me. Uh, help me in that area. There's still, now, sometimes a little boy wants to get back on the throne of, of my heart, so to speak. Um, but I have to push him away because uh, there is no rest for the weary. Yeah, with a play on word. You get no rest here because you're weary. You're, you're worn out from being angry all the time. There is no rest for you in my heart. This is Cup of Joe, after hour.